When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Not all that glitters is gold. Half the story has never been told. Because righteousness governs the world. Come take a musical journey from the suburbs of Long Island to the ghettos of Kingston. A heartbreaking overdose, a disturbing discovery. The last chance to redeem a stolen legacy. Broadcasting live and direct from the rolling red hills on the outskirts of Kingston, Jamaica. From a magical place at the intersection of words, sound, and power. The red light is on. Your dial is set. The frequency in tune to the Rootsland podcast. Stories that are music to your ears. In the reggae anthem Get Up Stand Up, the whalers sing, not all that glitters is gold. Half the story has never been told. My friend Brian always dreamed he could make the world a better place. Maybe by me telling his story, he still can. Consequence Podcast Network presents Rootsland, Season 1, Reggae Junkie Joe. Whole barrage of righteous people out there. Because sometimes the story is the best song. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network.
Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series that's presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Always appreciate you making your way to this series. If it's your first time here, hope you enjoy you here enough to hit that subscribe button too. Uh, I do three interviews every single week, a brand new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So if this is your type of thing, Hit that subscribe button. It's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists. Uh, discover some new ones. At least know what's happening in the music world. Of course, you can find us at all the major spots like iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you like to get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Mayer. Today, I'm talking with Brian Bell of the band Weezer. They are back with their, I don't know, 30,000th record. It's called OK Human. I think it's their 15th record, uh, OK Human. And it's really interesting. Brian and I get into a ton on this interview here. Uh, this is an orchestral record that plays seamless. Every track blends into the other ones. In, in that, it's still only 30 minutes long. So I want to talk to him about creating a thematic piece uh, like this. Uh, it's also uh, basically an analog record. No electric instruments, really. No, At least no electric guitar, which is what Brian Bell plays. That's really interesting to me. So we're going to talk about his role on this record, uh, playing acoustic guitar. He says there was a lot of organ that he put in there as well. Uh, and, and we do get into the importance of uh, human voices, uh, analog instruments, as I was saying. Brian's going to talk about using uh, some really vintage instruments at that, uh, that used to be the uh, the Rolling Stones and, and stuff that Pink Floyd would use on their records as well. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, juggling so many records. Like, they're talking, with this record included, about six albums being released in this near future right here. So he Brian tells about River's uh, penchant for dropping the next project on them while they're in the middle of another. He also gets into River's personal lyrics on this record. And then we'll talk about some of those other albums as well, simultaneously recording uh, the Van Weezer album that was supposed to come out last year. It's now pushed, I think, to this uh, upcoming summer. I mean, though, touring right now, he does want to play uh, a filmed uh, streaming performance of OK Human, which would be kind of amazing given what this record kind of is and all the players that's involved. And then we'll also talk about the upcoming four-part seasonal series, uh, album series. Uh, they've already mentioned that one is going to be inspired by Elliot Smith, another Franz Ferdinand. So I want to hear about the other ones. And he tells us uh, another one is going to be, and get this, Classic Weezer fans, an album inspired by Classic Weezer. Trying to get back to that Say It Ain't So and uh, Islands in the Sun sound. It's also the 20th anniversary, speaking of Island in the Sun, of the uh, the Green Album. So I want to hear about if there's a, a chance that we're going to get some album celebration performances from that as well. It does sound possible. Let's get into this. Kyle Meredith with Weezer. Hi. I'm doing pretty well. Um, slept very soundly, I guess, after the Super Bowl. And I just wanted a good game. I wanted a close game. And uh, um, it wasn't that at all. Um, and it's always kind of a bittersweet time because this is the last game of the year and uh either team i i didn't really care about because uh, i live in los angeles now and i root for the rams and and they weren't in it obviously and uh all that aside you still wanted like maybe a really competitive you wanted you wanted to see like a comeback or something sure. and uh, it was wasn't that and uh kind of went to bed early and then slept <laughs> yeah uh, whatever <laughs> no football season's over um life goes on uh, I, I read the commentators saying it. Uh, it's going to be one for the ages. This game is going to be one for the oh, ages. Oh yeah, they've the way overhyped that stuff. 
Oh, I mean, so we're, what's one for the ages is the fact that the 2020 season happened at all. Right. That's true. Uh, yeah. That's true. Um, so we'd be thankful for that. But this isn't about football, is it? Okay. Because we are in the South, and I know how much we love football in the South because <laughs> I am from the South. That's right. I grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee, um, and my dad now lives in Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is the third largest city in Kentucky, I found out. Um, from you or before we started it's true yeah. third largest city home of uh like so cage the elephant which i know you know uh the guys from cage and everything and uh yeah yeah i do know cage cool. matt schultz and uh what's odd is also i grew up in the third largest city of tennessee so maybe that's <laughs> what my dad is um drawn to whatever the third largest city of any state is <laughs> wherever he goes it's got to be the third yeah, largest yeah. city of that Can't state. Be the second uh or the fourth <laughs> No, it's um, very specific. I appreciate that. Yeah, very specific. The commitment. Um, congratulations, man. Uh, okay, human. Oh yeah. Okay. Human. What a cool little record. I see little record. What a cool massive record that you uh, guys have done. It's little in, in in the amount of like minutes it plays. I mean, it's true. Um, but you know, I don't know about your attention span. Mine isn't. Mine isn't really one side of a record. And why I like vinyl so much is that I I believe that the the side A, side B of an actual, you know, uh, LP is the perfect amount of time to like let music play and just kind of become one with music. And you can focus for that long, you know, when when you sit and meditate or something like that, you you know, do you go over 20 minutes? I don't, I certainly don't. Um, and, um, you know, it's like, let me take you on this journey for like 15 minutes. That's all I'm asking, all we're asking and um just enjoy it you know and then like let whatever images and feelings come to you and and then if you want to go up stand up and flip the side don't like go to your phone and press you know something i, I don't know I, I don't listen to music as um i don't really like listening to streamed music that much i do as like educational purposes trying to like okay i want to hear this song it's, it's super convenient to pull it up and listen to it okay but there's something about either the sonic quality or even the, you know, the the visceralness of putting a, a record on yourself and and dropping the needle and going to sit down and mm -hmm. you know, uh, it, it's 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 kind of interesting how that works. Um, but yeah, but okay, human, I I believe is best heard on our vinyl record. But you know, I'll hear it however you want to hear it, and it's oh, I don't know thirty barely over 30 minutes but kind of our i feel some of our best work is only over 30 minutes i think same with pinkerton um just like um we don't we never really liked too much extraneous fluff in our music our music in general like okay you said it how many times does this need to repeat you know like um it, it, something needs to happen it needs to grow and you know like even if it's a repetitive chord progression which most all songs are something needs to make new needs to happen or be subtracted delineation something uh to keep you keep you uh interested or a drop out here and then you know it's just just uh building um a nice uh composition that way well i think that's all the more impressive i mean 30 minutes and there's so much happening in this record it, it's a seamless album I, I mean if you do happen to hear it on streaming um it yeah, really never stops one I'm thing leads i just haven't heard it on streaming but i'm sure it's fantastic <laughs> well that's what i you know i wonder when you guys write this 
because it does play as one piece, almost one circular piece. And let me start for this. Yeah. You know, the, the concept is birthed. And, and as we've heard in other interviews, it sort of sounds like it comes from your producer who who kind of pushes uh, Rivers to say, well, why don't we try this? But at what point does this get presented to you all? Like, okay, this is going to be an orchestral record concept album? I'm trying to think. I remember the, I remember the moment. Uh, this is going to sound pretty douchey, but we were on a private jet uh, flying somewhere and Rivers asked me, or uh, like, it's always happens while we're working on something else, that there's something else being worked on uh, with, with him. It seems like that all of a sudden his focus shifts from the record we were working on to something new, which it probably has already shifted to something, which I know it has. And I'm like, okay, I just wrap my head, getting my head wrapped around what we're doing now. Uh, there's something new coming down the pipeline. And he told me about the orchestral stuff. And he said he wasn't sure how he saw, because he was not foreseeing electric guitars, how he foresaw my role in this. And, and he kind of, I guess, wanted me to know that I might not be needed. And, and internally I'm thinking, fuck that. Um, and so <laughs> that made me work really hard. Maybe it was some sort of psychological uh, that therapists do on you, reverse psychology. Um, and um, I work probably, I mean, I work hard on every record, um, try to come up with at least, you know, three or four ideas um, for each song for the producer or whomever to like pick your best, pick whatever you, th you think works the best. I don't, I don't even care. I just want to give you as many ideas as I can come up with. Uh, for this album, I was more in communication with our producer on what to play. And, and he's like, how do you feel about playing acoustic guitar? I'm going to go, well, I love acoustic guitar. I, I, I think I play that better than electric guitar and, and, and also the organ, which uh, I started off playing keyboards anyway. And I think I approached the, uh, sorry, the guitar somewhat pianistically and, and, and with uh, just the capabilities of uh, voice leading and, and how things lay out on a keyboard. I do think of the guitar that way too, which is not very guitaristic. Um, and I can come up with, I think some pretty interesting things because of that. And um, so when he said organ, I'm like, well, I know that I'm pretty good at keys, at least competent, but the organ is a, a being an organ player is a whole different monster. It's like you have to control a volume pedal and, and a vibrato knob and and um, and all these like there's so many like levers that control and, and like, you know, the control, the, the overtones and the, the sounds and stuff. And I, I really don't own a real organ. I own one of those like, I know, you know, digital things. Um, and I play like an acoustic piano at home. But um, luckily, our producer somehow is well, not somehow. He's he's very talented and gifted, and, and he got connected with this like magical studio out in the valley that the owners the owner's name is is total mystery, which he won't tell us uh, because he has all this gear. It's literally a museum. It it has um, you know we use the Mellotron from uh, uh, she's in rainbows from the Stones. There'd be like Keith Richards, the Telecaster there. There'd be uh, wow the most amazing uh, J200 Gibson. I, I don't know whose it was. It could have been Cat Stevens for all I know. Um, for some reason, everything had some sort of, like we we mixed on the console that they did Dark Side of the Moon. 
which was at EMI Studios. And there's a picture of Paul McCartney, like back in, I don't know what period of the Beatles, but um, with that exact console. Uh, so who, who this guy is that collected all this stuff? I don't know. But the, the gear was incredible. And you'll see it in our album uh, in sleeve. You'll see a picture of the, the place. And um, the point though is we had a really good Hammond B3 organ with a Leslie speaker. And uh, so I came, I came up with a lot of, I thought, cool parts and uh, uh, was like a little bit nervous, like, okay, now it's time for organ parts. And uh, we did a very, recorded in a very assembly line fashion where I was given, okay, you almost clinical, like you have, uh, you know, Thursday between 10 and, and, and two is your time or something like that. So I would come in almost like a, a doctor. I'm trying to show you. It's probably not plugged in. Basically, I have uh, this. It's a. It's like electronic sheet music thing, and so I would uh, come up with uh, ideas and 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 just just like like a surgeon come in like because I had such limited time. Here's my idea. Let's get this one. Let's get this one. Check check check. Um, and then after the fact. Uh, you know, in the mixing process, a lot of it was taking stuff away, including the strings. There was a lot of strings that we didn't use because otherwise it sounded too pompous. And, and that was my my main fear of an orchestral album was making it sound stodgy, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but back to the uh, organ. So when I played the parts, I knew like musically the notes work great and, and whatever and and uh, the sounds he, ch he he was able to to get the sounds that he liked and like great you're a producer you get the sounds you want um that's a great sound it, it works and I, th I i thought uh it worked incredibly well with the strings as far as sonically goes but as far as being able to control the the volume pedals and swells and all that we basically had to have my two hands playing it jake's brother on the ground controlling the uh the swells as it would happen and uh and then and then jake would decide sometimes where where he thought vibrato should go so so we had like i guess we had six hands working on the dang the dang thing uh, <laughs> uh and then yeah i mean it, in a way that's a collaborative effort you know and uh uh he loved the parts and then um uh he would decide or we both decided in the mix process uh what should go where and i said i would like to be able to perform this live if we have to so there's just so much i played a guitar over all of it i played organ over all of it we are gonna have to um stream it back a little bit and how would i approach this live i would have to be able to switch instruments so there'd be sections where it's just acoustic guitar sections where it's just organ it still kind of would be very hard to live switch in time, but that was a thought process of on what got chosen when. And sometimes we actually would put two acoustic guitar parts on top of each other because they worked like like a nice like uh, mosaic fabric against everything. Uh, and they were mixed quite low. Um, and, and, and so was the organ and so were the background vocals. The background vocals, then I would like sing ideas, like, here's my ideas. And then I didn't realize how good he was at um, um, vocal harmonies. And then he would come back in three part, almost everything I did. And, and then, and he wanted the other guys to sing it, meaning Scott and Pat. And I'm like, um, well, 
we, I've always wanted to get Pat to sing a lot more and, and I knew it would be difficult to do and um, to get him to do it. And, and, you know, a lot, a lot of work was required to like hear these parts. So I asked for him to um, send me separate um, vocals of all of them. And then I notated them all out. And um, uh, I know that those guys can read music well enough to like hear it and then see how the, how it goes against a, a you know, a bar line or whatever. And um, so that was kind of me helping push the, I, I was just really believed in this album and I, and I would uh, wanted to push to get it done because um, what else are we going to do right now? You know, <laughs> like why not go full, th full throttle into this? And, um, and he did great. I, I was really impressed with the way Pat sang and, I know Scott was always could sing well and uh, and how these parts blended together. And I, I love the sound of our human, like the human element, like it's mm -hmm. three voices, even though they're low in the mix and I believe they're mixed in mono. And so they're definitely not featured, but they're just the right, they're just the right amount of touch and go, remember humans voices, you know? Um, and um, yeah, when, it, when you think about it, there really was no electric instruments other than an organ that was right. plugged into a, to an outlet and then obviously microphones and, and all that kind of stuff but that we kind of use the um, the theme of a human sounding record and 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 that's how we thought about it now I could tell by River's lyrics that there were themes of uh, technology and whatnot and you know sometimes it'd be lyrics where I would like raise of like what do we have to have that and sometimes it was get look at and sometimes they stayed uh, I know like the song about him's dirty hair or something I, I was like do we have to have this like so personal but um you know some of those things that are if you take it away yeah they might turn some people off or, or whatever or some people may love it but it's it, it, it that's rivers you know like uh he's kind of can be polarizing to people especially in the, the critics uh when you when you see write-ups about some of the they would latch on to certain lyrics and you know it's you know great but who else is going to think of that you know that that's kind of the beauty of rivers like we have to like okay i'll tell you i'll tell you rivers what i think people might respond negatively to but um you know you, you can you can sit with it <laughs> if you can come up with something else or leave it i'm just letting you know because sometimes I feel like uh, he's very stream of consciousness and when he writes and he just lets it flow out and is like, you know, that's great, but it's also time some like, it helps to edit a little bit. And I would, you know, me and my producer would have uh, lengthy conversations about one word sometimes. Sometimes in the demo, he'll say something that came off stream of consciousness, like, oh my God, that's genius. But it gets changed in some some way and then you have to fight to like get it back to the original uh to the original word and then that's you know that's how much we care um and there's a moment in numbers where i'm singing backgrounds and there's a little breakdown and i'm like that 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 was kind of like this quarter note pulse and, and i'm like well obviously i'm gonna say some numbers but i thought that i realized that the only way that um numbers that i came up with are going to to uh, make the record, make the cut, so to speak, uh, is if they meant something. And so I did something, I, I, something called the Fibonacci uh, sequence where you add 
the anyway so i was saying zero ones and stuff like like binary numbers so i started zero one and then what's zero plus one one zero one one what's one plus one two and then what's two plus one three then what's two plus two five like it went all the way i think to 13 like i don't know if anyone's gonna notice that, what kind of math nerd is gonna notice that but <laughs> i had to like present it that way i'm like you understand i'm saying the fibiachi code here right so it's just like a little easter egg and, and it's like oh that's cool and there was also a moment too where in la brea tar pits at the end where pat answers his phone and i was kind of appalled by that at first like um you know like what's he doing like because that's before all the instruments got put on it and like that's answering the phone during a take that's so pat you know like sometimes he gets uh distracted and, and he plays great but then like loses interest towards the end of the song and um this time he answers his phone and and, and he puts it back you know and you can see hear him talking and then he then he puts it back picks up his sticks again but but it almost worked and we made the music work in that moment and or at least mixed it that way where it almost sounds like this was meant to happen and it was such because of the theme of the record being uh, organic and, and, and humanized, there's like such a human and technology, there's such a human moment where the phone is controlling us, even while we're working and, and, and recording, if a phone goes off or a, uh, like a robot must answer phone, you, it might seem like, wow, that, that was almost like it was written in a script or something to do that. But uh, that just happened. And one of those things that we kept because of that, um, and when I thought of it that way and, and I was certain it's like, yeah, that's kind of actually kind of cool, isn't it? But, it, but there were moments where like, ah, that's, you know, that shouldn't go there. But, um, um, it was, it was a lot, really fun record to make. Um, it, you know, thank, you know, we had the time we were chipping away at it before the pandemic started. So, uh, we had, I think the basic tracks were done already. So then it was just a matter of let's just do this, you know? nose to the grindstone and as we were finishing van weezer too because now that one is, is in the can as well right and, and juggling those two right there i mean and and it sounds like even as you were saying rivers always moving on to the next concept on top of that like that's how do you keep track of all that for one <laughs> like you know because there's so much it seems like weezer especially in the last decade there's so much coming out how much of it is overlapping at once because this record is so specific and it's sounding you know and yeah. i didn't even compliment it half the songs on here I, you know i bring up a song like dead roses and a few of the things like that so it's like straight up out of the 60s you know and you're talking about that yeah. that analog gear but you know, with uh, with Van Weezer, I mean, were these overlapping at the same time? Yeah, they kind of were. They were overlapping. I mean, we knew um, it does help to have. We had different producers, for one. Um, so they both they both had their own uh, sonic take on what it, how it should go. But we knew that you know what Van Weezer was was a was a stadium rock album. The only reason we had didn't release it is because of the pandemic, which we were slated to uh, tour with. Um, co-headline with fallout boy and green day and something called the hella mega tour like europe and uh, like australia the u.s and it, we're super stoked about it and then of course this happened and then we're, we're, you know we postponed it hopefully we'll get to play some of these dates in 2021 and we you know really hope we do and we really hope we can still release this album because it's because it's such a stadium rock sound and and and, and flashy guitars and and that kind of stuff um flashy lead guitar work, uh, which I don't really play. I play more of the um, 
like the fabric kind of things and, and the, the, the figures and, and secondary like counter melodies and, and things like that against uh, usually I use Rivers vocals as, as like kind of like uh, what's called like a cantus firmus, which is a never can never be like altered and you work against that. And uh, that, that's kind of my secret uh, of how I get the parts to work. I don't try to flash them, you know, and, and be look at me instead, you know, that kind of thing. But um, we knew what Van Weezer was it, and, and uh, we also wanted a tour to support the album. So that's mm -hmm. why it didn't come out because the tour didn't happen. Uh, and I know a lot of probably other fans are like, why are they putting OK Human out now? Uh, well, that's because even if you notice, there's a pandemic and uh, it's kind of pointless to put out a rock album like that without a tour to support it. This kind of record, you know, we we're hoping we hope maybe to do some sort of filmed streaming performance of it with with the, with the orchestra and all that. That that is a goal of ours. Um, whether that happens or not is a lot lots to, to be determined. But um it's one of those things. I think that might be the best presentation of that album is something like that. Uh, I'm talking about Okay Human. Mm -hmm. um, that would be that would be great. Um, I'm ready for it. Just let me know when. Just give me about ten days to prepare. <laughs> yeah. So did I answer the question? Yeah, you you did. You did. Okay. In fact, you did. Uh, you're just talking about all of these records, and and I'll, I want to quickly bring up, you know, because we're already talking about the records that come after these two. I know least, we have know, a problem with that, but I think we're just so excited by, um, uh, by, um, you know, creativity and 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 uh, and, and making music and and uh, what you know, we realize that, you know, in any artistic endeavor, we work. Was it a movie or whatever? You've had the idea for years before it, it, people mm. actually are hearing it for the first time or seeing it for the first time. We've lived with it for a long time, working on it, like the ins and outs of all of it, every note, every word, et cetera. So uh, it's not that we're ready to move on. I'm very excited that it's out now for people to, to hear, uh, but it doesn't mean that we should stop working and, right. uh, and, 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 and creating. Um, and, you know, what's most important are ideas. And I've already, I just, I knew that there is no new stuff on the way. I, you know, you know, I have the two, I have a couple of like uh, key like phrases of the sound of two different records. Um, and now I hear there'll be, there'll be four of them. Uh, so um, I like that you're hearing that when we're hearing that is what it sounds well, like. Well, I might hear it before. I've heard it. I, I've heard it, you know, before you. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a point. Yeah. It's not like, um, well, I'm not hearing, you know, I'm not there inside his head like, um, as it happens. So uh, even when he's ready to like bring uh, us into it, he'll, uh, he'll let us, of course, let us know. And, uh, and then I can kind of decide on like what I need to do to prepare for that. You know, I have an idea on how to prepare for certain uh, um, conceptual moods or whatever um, that we want to portray and or a, a feeling that we want to portray in this, uh, in some of these, you know, future records. So uh, I, I'm actually going to try a couple things on on getting my in my actual internals to to feel that before I present something. Like, you know, otherwise it's all academic. 
What's well, interesting because uh, I know a couple of those records that we're talking about, this seasonal concept that's been put out there. Yeah. I think one was like Elliot Smith inspired, one was Franz Ferdinand inspired. That's at least what's been told. Do you know what the other two are if there are specific bands like that? Has that been laid well, out? Well, like Weezer that? is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's real good. And, and I ain't joking. Um, um, yeah. What does that mean then for Weezer inspired Weezer album? A Weezer inspired Weezer album. We sometimes refer to, um, you know, Island in the Sun, you know, as, as a sound, as, as a thing, you know, and, and one of my favorite quotes from Pat is like, you know, when Rivers got all into like uh, co-writing and stuff, and then like the, uh, I don't know when that was, Ratitude period or whatever, uh-huh. uh, Pat goes, I want him to co-write with the guy that wrote Say It Ain't So. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, you know, we know, you know, a lot of the, some, some of those periods that they, you know, they're like, let's have a pop experiment. Let's see, you know, it's not trying to stay relevant so much as just like being, staying interested, you know, mm-hmm. Island in the sun. If we could like figure out what that was, uh, it's just, you know, sometimes those things just happen. And, you know, it was beautifully produced by Rick Kasich and who's no longer with us. Um, we know what, what vibe that, you know, uh, musically that uh, evoked and also lyrically it was uh, a little bit of a departure as far as it wasn't so personal it was more a universal feeling mm-hmm. uh, so we do think about those things and it was like it was our biggest hit in France and when I think about that it was like oh a different language because it's so simple it has a sound and and uh, um, it's a feeling anyone can 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 relate to you know sometimes personal things you know, why they can be very interesting and, and create a picture may not be so universally uh, felt. Well, that's a, I, I'll wrap up with this, actually. I know you got to okay. go the uh, the Green Album that you're, uh, you know, kind of hitting on right there. Yeah, uh, that's the one that's celebrating the big round anniversary this year. It, it does turn 20. You all have oh. done the anniversary shows for Pinkerton Blue. Do you I mean, with so much new music coming out, would you even see yourself fitting in something like that for the Green I know album? that I will try to, to push for that because that's one of my. Uh, it's one I, I think kind of a very underrated album as an album, even though it had, you know, one of our biggest songs on it and also Hashpipe. To me, the record is its is uh, is is its own work of art. It, the way way it's all very similarly, other than those two songs, um, mm. songs like Knock Down, Drag Out, and and Smile and uh, Glory. I think it's Glory is. Glory's Day, or there's a song called Girl. There's a song called Girlfriend, and mm-hmm. there's just a way. There's a sound to it, and I we definitely uh, hashed that out in in a rehearsal space, and and um, and then hashed it out again with with Rick in uh, pre production, and then then knocked it out in the studio, and it was uh, just had a kind of a glorious, energetic sound of of the time, you know, of that period of for us, and. I don't know if we've ever played some of those songs live. And I just, I just think the songs would, would really lend themselves well live. And just, I don't think that record's 30 minutes as well as there is no, no more than 30 minutes that, uh, you know, to do a, um, you know, like we did the blue Pinkerton shows, why not mm-hmm. the green album too? So I, I'm sure it's already been talked about, uh, maybe in our management office or something. And, um, you know, just getting everyone on board, I guess, like, um, you know, even though, you know, Rivers is always moving forward, uh, you know, it's got to have a place in his heart for the Green Album in, in general, you know, and it's also like Mikey, our, 
our bass player or for that one record who passed away way too early uh it that would be a nice like um i don't know homage to his memory so uh, i would love to do it but have we you know because of the pandemic it, we might have to do it in a different way like uh let's let's do it record it somewhere interesting and and then uh let people hear it and see it and then critique it and whatever they want to do after that <laughs> i'd love to see it uh yeah. it's so fun watching what you all do and keeping up i mean you're one of the most interesting bands of the past 30 years thank you for continuing to keep it interesting out there brian congratulations on okay human it is a masterpiece i oh. think we're going to be talking about it the way we talk about pinkerton i, I kind of get that feeling so it's uh it's it's so yeah it's a great record congrats oh, thanks i i love it i appreciate that a lot you know it's it's been telling people for at least a year like just wait just wait like you know um you know and also like uh, fans i keep going all oh, the blue finger these only ones i'm like oh you yeah i mean they'll find something to say negative uh which is so bizarre um <laughs> but they're still our fans yeah, um, right. and um you know you gotta love them for that i guess um yeah um it is I like music that you hear, you can listen to six or seven times and hear new things every time. That's what mm -hmm. kind of gets me off. And I think that's what, like, why a lot of the music from the 60s and 70s stands the test of time is because there, there was so much thought that went into it and, 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 sh and string arrangement stuff that, that doesn't hit you over the head, but is in there. Or like, you know, when the, the Beatles were around, those, those, rec those recordings will always last because there's always something new to f discover and i hope that'll be the case with with okay human no it's been great talking to you man uh yeah. hopefully we'll see you out there on that uh that tour circuit at some point but in the meantime yeah. uh you keep throwing studio albums at us i'm gonna be just as happy so. all right was, all we can do thank you bye-bye my thanks, Brian Bell. The newest Weezer record is called OK Human, although I feel like by the time I say that, there's going to be another dozen at least announced. Uh, but uh, Van Weezer should be the next one coming up. Thanks to you for checking out this series. Uh, before you get out, please do hit that subscribe button. Again, uh, we put out so many interviews, three brand new interviews every single week. So keep up with all of your favorite artists by subscribing at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Acast, YouTube for the video versions, anywhere you like to get your podcast from. And then check this out. There's a part, there's a side B, there's a flip side to this. Uh, head over to WFPK.org. That's where you'll find me Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern with an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. That's Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along over there and say hi uh, when you do. Uh, I'll, I'll always hit you back. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris. The list goes on. 
So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.